All right, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everybody. Today is Wednesday, March the 9th, 2022, and because this Ukraine thing seems to be stretching in a prolonged fashion, I'm just going to say it again. For those not interested in covering or listening to me cover Ukraine, rather, I would say skip maybe to 10 to 15 minutes again into this episode where we'll be covering other things around the world. With that being said, there's quite a bit to delve into today, and actually, I'm going to be playing a video for you folks simply because because of this rampant censorship and what have you. I don't want to let my own words nip me in the butt, so to speak, because of YouTube censorship. So we're going to, you know, hear it from the horse's mouth, and you'll see what I mean shortly. But let's, let's jump into it. So first and foremost... <clears throat> Excuse me. Average gas prices in the U.S. have reached $4.17 per gallon uh, yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, the highest in history, breaking the previous records of $4.11 set in July 2008. Uh, Biden made one phone call. Uh, excuse me. Sorry, I should say that. Speaking of which, the U.K. plans to phase out Russian oil imports in the coming months, and the European Union plans to reduce Russian gas imports by almost 80% this year, according to media reports. Again, make of that as you will. It's not for me to say, again, I'm not an economist, and, you know, an argument could be made that the economists were never really correct to begin with all these pundits and analysts that make all this money doing what just you know making speculations for the establishment but as they say right when you uh when you are in favor or do work in favor of the establishment's narrative and agenda there's never a short uh, a shortage of funds to be given to you so uh speaking of you know funds and influence and things like that the next thing is that biden and by the way, you can check this out for yourself. This is totally on record. You could check the transcripts, the public documents, you name it. Biden made one phone call to Zelensky, President Zelensky in, U in Ukraine. He made a phone call to Zelensky one day. And then the day after, Zelensky nicked three uh, news outlets in Ukraine. Make of that as you will. I genuinely mean that. I'm not trying to influence my opinion one way or the other. You can call me a conspiracy theorist. Maybe it's it's accurate. You know, again, maybe it's not. But point being, Biden made one phone call, and then 24 hours after that phone call, Zelensky starts shutting down, a th he, I think, a total of three media outlets uh, by the end of a two- or three-day campaign of shutting down these news outlets uh, in Ukraine. So again, keep in mind, you know, a, a President Zelensky said when he was running that he would uh, not shut down a single news outlet no matter what. Now, to play devil's advocate, the justification that these people generally use is, oh, well, it's wartime. You know, we didn't expect this to happen. So, you know, times change. And I'm going to be honest with you, folks. I... I I have my own opinion on that, but don't let me influence your your perspective. How you perceive that and interpret that should be for your own um, for your own decision. So I'm just going to leave that there. The next thing is that Russia will soon be unable to pay its debts, according to a leading credit ratings agency. Fitch Ratings has downgraded its view of the country's government debt, warning that a default is quote imminent. Uh, the move comes amid increasing international sanctions against Russia following its invasion of Ukraine. A credit rating is intended to help investors understand the level of risk they face in buying a country's debt or bonds. Again, this is what I was saying, uh, I think, last week, if I'm not mistaken, pertaining to whenever a country's in a situation of debt or defaulting on debt or what have you, there's only a few options you can do. Sell the bonds to other nations that are willing to purchase it, ask other nations or private investors from other nations. Uh, are, usually, they're the transnational elite. They generally tend to, you know, hover in those circles, so to speak. Uh, ask them for major investments, if you will. Another move is to do, I guess you could say, 
what Putin recently did, which was that he reintroduced the gold standard to the Russian ruble. So I don't know if that plays any part in this, in helping Russia not necessarily default on its debts. I don't know, so I'm just going to leave that there. I'm not going to pretend like I know. Maybe some of you can comment down below if you're on YouTube, if you'd be so kind, if you understand this, because I'm not sure if, um, if Putin's move on bringing back the gold standard to the Russian ruble reinvigorates sort of what Fitch Ratings says or doesn't whatsoever. We also have to be vigilant as well. We have to look at the funding. Who funds Fitch rate, uh, Ratings, this ratings agency, or this credit ratings agency? We have to look at that too. We have to look at all perspectives because, again, who funds them will obviously tell us which narrative they may or may not lean towards or... They may not be funded by anyone biased at all, although I kind of laugh at myself when saying that because everyone's funded by somebody with a with a, an, a goal or agenda these days. So again, um, I should have actually looked into who was funding Fitch Ratings before recording this. I apologize, but take that as you will. We, you look at the funder, as they say, follow the money, you have a better understanding of what's happening. The next thing is that according to the FBI, uh, Ragnar Locker, the ransomware hacker group, has breached the networks of at least 52 organizations from multiple U.S. critical infrastructure sectors according to bleepingcomputer.com make of this as you will and i say that because we also have to be vigilant to the fact that again false flags happen all the time i'm not trying to jump and say the west is constantly doing this to their own people however you look at the you know the the history of the way in which western governments have disseminated you know i have to be careful here activities on its own people let's call it we we have to consider it folks now it's also very possible this is blatantly coming from russia from the russians you know using a bunch of kids in their mother's basements to hack into this or using you know the iranians or the syrians to to, to hack into this this is the thing about the cyber world right you can there's so many things you can do you can make it seem like someone is someone else is hacking when you're the one really doing it and then on top of that you can do layers on layers and then software doesn't seem to be slowing in terms of its progress anytime soon especially with ai so there's always a new uh, i guess you could say virus a new firewall a new whatever a new cyber challenge if you want to call it to to look at to constantly keep up to par with so i don't know when they say you know 52 organizations uh, have been penetrated which uh, are u.s critical infrastructure sectors they just kind of left it at that from my understanding so we'll leave that there the next thing is that biden bans all imports of russian oil and gas into the u.s and shortly after that mcdonald's temporarily shut all 850 stores in russia i believe starbucks did the same thing as well as coca-cola if i'm not mistaken and at the very least starbucks and coca-cola halted all of their sales there uh, speaking of which putin shortly after then signed a decree uh, restricting imports and exports of products and raw materials to quote ensure the security of the russian federation and quote the ria uh, reports the list will be determined by the government this right here folks again this is exactly why i say we need to keep our even if you're not interested we need to keep our intelligence antennas up because we have to consider again, either, I'm not siding with either country here or either nation or what have you, but it happens all the time. The Russians do it to the Americans, the Americans do it to the Russians. And what they do is they'll put, say, some type of, you know, nano spyware or something within the raw materials that they trade with amongst one another with respects to imports and all of that. So this seems to be a, a prime example of an intelligence uh safety net that Putin's trying to put up here. So the next thing is that Spotify and Discord stopped working roughly 24 hours as of the t ago as of the time I'm recording this. I don't know if Spotify's back up. I think Discord is. I'm not sure. 
I, I know I was randomly logged out of Spotify. I was like, what the heck? So then I just went to go shower. I got out of the shower. Then I saw the news. So that made more sense to me. Um, the next thing is that Poland is ready to deploy all of their MiG-29 jets to the Ramstein Air Base in Germany and place them at the disposal of the United States. Uh, Apparently, though, however, the U.S. denied that and they basically or declined for that because, again, that's at least in my humble opinion. And I'm not a historian uh, or anything of the sort. I know a bit of history here or there, but that it, smart that the U.S. turned that down, turned that offer down, because that's in my humble perspective, that's aggressive from the perspective of the Russians, the Ukrainians, you name it. And I say this not to be siding with the Russians or the Ukrainians or the Americans. It's just because. Allegedly, what's happening in Ukraine now is you got fi rebel fighters, terrorists all over the world flying in want into Ukraine. Some of them with passion for, you know, they have family there, what have you, but others just want combat training. So, again, if the America, assuming that's accurate, if the Americans go in, who are they going to be fighting? As I said, I think in the previous Kraken, you got the Russians there, you got the Ukrainians, you got the Ukrainian Nazis, a different faction, if I'm not mistaken. You then have Al Qaeda, Al Nusra, you got all these different, you know, terrorists from all over the world that fly all over the world just because they like they believe in their cause and they want to fight and what have you who are you going to fight when you go in there right now i also want to mention as well there was a colonel who went on fox news i believe two or three days ago on fox business rather and he he claimed and these are his words i want to be very careful for the sake of youtube here he claimed that everything coming out of ukraine or most of what's coming out of ukraine with respects to the media reports and what have you in his words not mine in his words and i quote are debunked as lies within 24 to 48 hours which is why they need to keep cycling new lies and things like that according to him not I'm, I'm just reporting this folks i still don't know where i stand on that statement with that being said as well again let's consider the intelligence angles here and he believes again this colonel stated very strongly that the russian um that he doesn't excuse me he doesn't view uh, president Zelensky as a hero he views him as a puppet of nato so again those are his words not mine take that as you will the next thing is that the chernobyl remote radiation monitoring has reportedly quote lost uh again make of that as you will, but we see here in an update that Ukraine has informed the IAEA of power loss at Chernobyl, but in this case, the IAEA sees no critical impact on safety as, quote, the heat load of spent fuel shortage pool and volume of cooling water at the site is sufficient for effective heat removal without need for electrical supply, end quote. So again, that's good to hear. We have to consider the possibility of there being some type of ET influence, or maybe, I know this might sound silly to some, the ET said to the humans, listen, you got your whole thing going on here. We're not getting involved, but you do not let nukes get dropped or else you know what's going to happen. We're going to get pissed and think we're going to create a whole ruckus for you guys. So from the perspective of humans, even human political leaders, okay, okay, we'll, we'll have our stage, we'll have our theater, so to speak, and leave it alone. And now, I say theater because, allegedly, there was a gentleman from the UK who flew over to Ukraine. And I, I, again, I'm not trying to be controversial here. I'm just reporting, I'm, I'm trying to report every angle here. A gentleman who flew over to Ukraine and then claimed that when he got there, all he saw were camera sets. There was a war, but not as nearly as bad as what the Western media and the European media makes it seem like. And there were camera sets all over the place looking like movie sets. Now, to play devil's advocate to that statement, there's also somebody that I, I know who spoke to a fellow Ukrainian on the ground who said that, 
it depends where you go in the country. Some places are truly war-torn and people are suffering. Other places, it's all just a, a theater. So again, I want to be very, very clear that those are not my words. I'm trying to play devil's advocate and look at every angle of this. So again, I'm not trying to say people are not dying. I'm sure people are. So the next thing is that Let's see here. Russia suspends its foreign exchange trading until September, which means that Russian banks are no longer allowed to sell foreign currency to its citizens. In addition, the Russian Central Bank has limited the withdrawal of United States dollars from existing foreign exchange accounts to $10,000. Again, the only people that suffer are the innocent people in Russia who are just trying to get their money. From a strategical standpoint of if you look at this as a, a chess game, I'm not, I, I don't agree with what Putin's doing whatsoever. But it's, it's, it's a strategy move, right? Uh, so I don't know what I could say to that. Again, it's a, it's a strategic move that is a play on the world stage, but obviously stample, uh, uh, stomps on the people that are just trying to get to work and get some cash. That, that's, that's how I view it. Uh, the next thing is that Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates have declined to speak with Biden about countering Russia and containing a surge in oil prices, according to the Wall Street Journal. Make that make of that as you will. We can say that's Putin, you know, over the past years poaching and making backdoor deals with Saudi Arabia and the UAE and what have you. There's a lot of speculation there. You know, uh, it's also been said that Saudi Arabia and the UAE have more leverage over the Americans when it comes to negotiation, particularly pertaining to oil because of the, you know, the oil production and whatnot. So make of that make of that as you will the next thing is that the u.s a u.s destroyer cannot deploy because the commanding officer will not get the covid vaccine the navy says and this is according to the navytimes.com so youtube should not nick me for that make of that as you will and i really do mean that when i say that folks i'm not trying to make that as a cop-out answer i believe in in many cases the news should be reported as accurately as possible and then that you should be the one to decide because we all interpret things differently. And I think that's a good thing because we can all take different angles. I could say, hey, what did you think? Or what did, what did, what did you think, right? And we all have different views. The next thing is that there has been a strong rebound of European stock markets. The German DAX, the Euro stock have gained over 5%. So again, this is the thing. Economists can make all these claims, but the markets will just, they'll fluctuate. And we can argue there's, you know, ways to study the markets, yada, yada, but that's for another conversation. The next thing is that Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies have soared following the premature release of a U.S. Treasury statement on Biden's expected executive order on digital assets. This then furthers the alleged proposal, not saying it's fact, but proposal that it may be crypto truly is a sort of freedom currency that's decentralized, that is worrying global human leaders. Or maybe it's something that, as they say, was you know created by uh, an intelligence apparatus of sorts, maybe within compartments and departments. So obviously not everyone in the intelligence community knows where it came from, but some type of extremely top secret project. We don't know. We probably never will know. The next thing is that the first patient to ever receive a genetically altered pig heart transplant has died two months later according to dailymail.co.uk um I, I don't i don't know the medical details i, I it's hard to say i'm i'm not sh it, it depends on the individual as well I, I don't even want to comment on that may he rest in peace truly because i i don't want to say oh look you see guys this is no good i i I don't know where I stand on that. So, again, may he rest in peace, and I'm going to have to look into the details, and I promise to follow up with you folks on that. The next thing is that Biden has sent Kamala Harris to Poland to solve the Ukraine crisis. Okay. Um, make of that as you will. And I, I really do mean that. If you've seen previous clips of how she handles public speaking and whatnot, I'm not trying to take a jab at her by just saying make of that as you will. It, 
but really, interpret that as you wish. Speaking of which, I'm not even going to say it because of YouTube. I'm just going to play the clip, okay? Because at this point, I, I, don't, I don't know what I could... Yeah. It's done as well. Um, I only have a minute left. Let me ask... Okay, we're about to play a clip for those on YouTube or audio. We're watching this. It's done as well. Um, I only have a minute left. Let me ask you. This is Senator Marco Rubio asking Victoria Nuland, who's the same Victoria Nuland that got in big trouble back in 2014 with a leaked phone call where she clearly seemed to be orchestrating the organization of the upcoming Ukrainian political structure. And that's, again, big. Not good. Um, does Ukraine have chemical or biological weapons? Uh, Ukraine has uh, biological research facilities, which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces may be seeking to uh, gain control of. So we are working with the Ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of uh, Russian forces should they approach. I'm sure you're aware that the Russian propaganda groups are already putting out there all kinds of information about how they've uncovered a plot by the Ukrainians to release biological weapons in the country and with NATO's coordination. If there's a biological or chemical weapon incident or, uh, or attack inside of Ukraine, is there any doubt in your mind that 100 percent it would be the Russians that would be behind it? There is no doubt in my mind, Senator, and it is classic Russian uh, technique to blame on the other guy what they're planning to do themselves last question uh okay seriously make of that as you as you see fit folks because i i'm gonna have to leave that there the next thing is that iraqis protest a rise in food prices and the iraqi officials or the iraqi government blame the ukraine war russia and ukraine are major producers of wheat and sunflower oil goods that are heavily imported by middle eastern countries okay Fair. Uh, the next thing is that the United Nations War Crime Panel has urged uh, has urged the U.S. to probe the deadly Syria air raids. The U.N. investigators have called on Washington to ensure those responsible for violations are held accountable to make findings public. I wouldn't bank on that. I wouldn't bank on that at all for a number of reasons. So. Yeah. The next thing is that Iran is in talks with the Taliban to resume ambitious, uh, the, uh, an ambitious rail project. Excuse me. The Kaf-Harat link is expected to boost trade and travel between Iran and Afghanistan. I wanted to put this in there because, again, for all the faults, uh, even from the West, from Europe, from the Taliban, from Iran, you name it, it's nice to see cooperation. And I know you might be saying, you might laugh and go, Dave, come on, it's just a freaking, it's a rail project. I know, guys, but that's how unfortunate, you know, uh, shitty it's become, if you want to call it that. Uh, well, actually, you know, to be fair, that's how shitty the reporting, the news reporting has become, in my opinion. But even then, it's always been shitty because it's always been about just redirecting uh, your emotional attention. So... This is probably the best positive news you'll get from the mainstream media. The next thing is that Israeli president, not the prime minister, the president is in Turkey in an effort to mend ties. Israelis Herzog will meet Turkey's Erdogan in the first trip by an Israeli leader since 2008 as the country seek a rapprochement or a rapprochement. Um, okay. Let me just say, you have, okay, that's great to hear, but again, we also have to consider those at the top how devious they are, what's really going on here. This is my personal opinion, right? Now, with that being said, please don't let my opinion influence your, your line of thinking but and the way that you interpret this report. However, we also have to keep in mind that the Israeli 
prime minister, Naftali Bennett, he's flying all over the place. He's going to Washington. He's going to Ukraine, I think. He's going to Kiev. He's going to Moscow. He's like the guy making sure all the little kids don't overly react to it with respect to what's happening right now because, you know, God forbid the banks get, you know, affected and the money and all that stuff. That's my personal opinion. I would say Prime Minister Bennett's flying around for the concern of global, the flow of, of money amongst the transnational elites, if you want to call it. I highly, highly doubt the Prime Minister of Israel is flying around for the concern of the people of the world. That's just my opinion. Because if that was the main reason or objective, that trip would have been planned for like a decade from now, and then it would have just kept getting rescheduled. But when it comes to the banks, oh, he's on that jet. He's going. So, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that there. And I say that because, again, we cannot deny the influence that the Mossad, the Israeli intelligence, has over the banking world. They're not the only influence influencer rather but they're a faction in my humble opinion now to be clear not the israeli people not the people of israel i know loads of israeli people some of the nicest people you'll ever meet we're talking about the regime at the top the next thing is that um Leb uh, lebanese are fearful as fuel and wheat shortage deepens the war in ukraine has left cash-strapped lebanon scrambling for alternative sources of fuel and wheat again the, this is the chess game. Unfortunately, I'm not trying to say that in a way of, oh, too bad for you folks, because look, when I go to the store myself, I go grocery shopping and I see a, a couple of steaks that used to be $25, $30 or now, you know, $80, for example. I understand. Now, I'm not saying that's because of Ukraine, Russia. I'm just saying I, I get, I understand that. So point being, the people are the only ones that suffer again. It's the same thing over and over, guys. Um, the next thing is that Israeli troops have demolished Palestinian homes in the West Bank, according to Al Jazeera. Israel has demolished the homes of two people accused of carrying out a deadly attack in the occupied West Bank last year. That's a little more controversial. I know that I always say human on human, and I still stand by that. I would just need to see more details to give my personal opinion on that. That's, that's all. Uh, either way, though, I side with... <laughs> Again, uh, we need to gra do as best we can to gather full context in situations like this and look at this as human on human, not, again, not Ukrainian, Russian, Israeli, Palestinian, uh, all of this, none of that. The next thing is that, according to a recent report, Iran's Revolutionary Guard has launched a second satellite. The elite pr uh, paramilitary forces say that the Noor 2, it's spelt N-O-O-R-2, for those that may want to search it up, satellite has reached a low orbit above the Earth's surface. I believe that's referred to as LEO. Uh, that's an acronym for Low Earth Orbit. At least that's what the uh, Americans, I think, and the Westerners refer to it as in the military. Okay, again... This is just stuff we hear about on the surface. Who knows what Iran's been doing under the under the table? And I'm not saying that in a bad way nor in a good way. We have to consider that of every nation, right? The next thing is that Biden wants health benefits for U.S. burn pit war veterans, as they call it. Tens of thousands of U.S. military personnel who served in Iraq and Afghanistan were exposed to airborne toxins from something called burn pits. Okay, look. That's great to see that Biden wants to do that. But at the same time, we also know the hypocrisy of all this nonsense. They could have... I, I have a big issue personally. And please forgive me if I'm, if I'm incorrect here. Truly, guys. Because I have tremendous respect for veterans. Not just American veterans. But, you know, veterans from a, a vast amount of countries. And when I see they come back, not just in the U.S., but elsewhere too. And they're not really treated well. That I, w w My God. How monstrous can those at the top be? So when I see things like this, sure, it's progress, yes. But again, at the same time, I also can't help but think that this is just something Biden's doing to look good, you know, to get some of the vets on his side, so to speak. I, again, it's just my opinion. I could be wrong, but if because my point is, if, if they wanted to solve, in my uh, humble opinion, 
world hunger, yada yada, this and they free energy, all this. Come on, folks, look at what the channel covers. Arguably could be done within weeks, if not days. Fix most of the world's major, major problems. Cancer, starvation, you name it. But they won't do it because they need the problems to continue in order to keep continuous cycle, to keep continuous control, right? Or to keep continuous profit, which keeps the control. But you know what I mean. The next thing is that... <clears throat> Excuse me, excuse me. Moderna has signed with MOU, has signed an MOU with Kenya for its first mRNA facility in Africa. Okay, they, while the Ukraine war has been going on, Moderna has been pushing for that. Make of that as you will. The next thing is that South Africa's Aspen has signed a deal with Johnson & Johnson to sell COVID vaccines. The South African pharmaceutical company will sell and distribute the vaccines under its own packaging across Africa. Again, make of that as you will. The next thing is that women rally in Pakistan despite attempts to shut down protests. Thousands of women attend events marking International Women's Day, known as the Orat March in Pakistan. Again, I, I always say, the pe when the people speak, when enough people speak, they have to be listened to. So if, if they're not being listened to and the Pakistanian government's attempting to shut this down, shame on the Pakistanian government. And I know obviously that's, you know, I can just say those words. It doesn't change anything. People say, Dave, we need actual change. And I get that. But it, it's it's things like this. The more and more people come out, what are they get? My whole thing is this. If enough people, if everyone... Like 99, nine, even even 90% of a country, of a nation's population comes out to an agreement of a particular issue to protest on. What it, What's the government? They're going to have to listen because they're so caught up, the government, with controlling the people. But what happens when all of them are making that one demand? What choice do you have? Now, you then have the denial of reality by, you know, trying to create a gap between the people and the leaders. But that's whatever. Uh, that's a whole other conversation. The next thing is that Venezuela f has freed two jailed U.S. citizens after talks. The move comes as Venezuela signals an interest in improving relations with the U.S. amid Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Strategy. You think it's a fluke they got let out right when this all started? This is this. I mean, you can look at a Rand document that also, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, proposed that this would bring Venezuela closer to the U.S. That the the U.S. wants wants that for more economic control of Venezuela and political control and even intelligence control, right? We have to consider this, right? It's possible that the U.S. may have a long-term plan to put some of those beep boop labs in uh, or facilities rather in Venezuela. I'm I'm not. It's just I'm not saying that that there's any evidence for that. I'm just simply saying we have to consider these possibilities given what we just listened to in that video pertaining to Ukraine. So, the final thing is that Germany's cabinet has approved scrapping of a Nazi-era abortion law. Germany's cab cabinet ministers have backed a law that will allow doctors to provide information about abortions, but the procedures will remain limited. Again, presuming the people of Germany are okay with this, I who am I to say? Right. With that being said, this is this comes down to the people of Germany, in my in my humble opinion. With that being said, folks, didn't mean to take up too much of your time. Hopefully, we got right down to the nitty gritty of it all. Thank you so very much. I know it's you know Wednesday, hump day, middle of the week. Uh, gonna be uploading this video or this episode right now for all of you to listen and watch, and we will catch all of you very very soon. Cheers.